Hey there, ending pending uh, listeners. This isn't the usual opening. Nope, not this one's. This one's a cold open, as they call it in the biz. We're gonna go into our normal opening in just a second, but uh, after we recorded this particular episode of Ending Pending, we had uh, some big news happen. Big big news. Evan, what's the big news? Oh, this falls to me? I wasn't prepared. Well, me and Andy both said this. Yeah, you haven't said anything yet, you weirdo. All right. Uh, the people are waiting, Evan. Uh, so we're part of a small, intimate, loving podcast network now. Yay! Yeah! It's great. We joined Lunar Light Studios, which is a phenomenal network with some really great shows on it, and we're incredibly flattered that they've uh, asked us to join them. Uh, We have great uh, family members that we have joined up with, uh, famous podcast, uh, The Good Boys Girls, that uh, catalog all the McElroy content that there is to have. Uh, Great podcasts like um, Tid Pan Diddly Do. I love some musical theater podcasts. Uh, Ronnie's Uh, already been talking about Tid Pan Diddly Do, even before. I just love it. (laughs) I very much enjoy Cryptid Keepers. Uh, I've been listening to them nonstop for about the past 48 hours. And uh, What You Call It is also quite good. Yes, yes. They're, they're top notch. Yeah, we're, we're real excited to be part of them. The, the dowry was a bit weird. I don't know where I'm going to get 40 goats from. But no. uh, we're going to get them those goats. I'm going to get those goats for you, babe. Those fat goats. I've- I'm going to get him 40 goats and a nice little fat piglet as like a tip. Just, just, just one little, extra uh, piglet for the, just, the just ending little, pending marriage dowry. Just a little on the top, you know, just to let them know that we're very serious about this whole uh, engagement. But yeah, we're, we're stoked to be part of them. And you should definitely go check out the other shows on the network. And uh, specifically share this episode a fuck ton because we want to make a good first impression. Yes. Yeah, yes. they gotta they gotta think that there's some value inherent here in having us promote them. If there was ever a time to download an episode multiple times or just play it on loop, now is the time. <laughs> now is that time. <laughs> Get on it, Sir Nee. I'm looking at you. <laughs> Don't put that on Sir Nee. Sir Nee already does so much for us. And, and and I was just kidding. Don't don't inflate our numbers. Yeah. Wink. All right. Well, as again, thank you so much uh, to our new family, Lunar Light Studios. Go check them out, lunarlightstudio.com. And uh, we will uh, see you on the other side of the theme music. Yeah. In this universe, we look at a lot of things like failure is not such a bad thing. You're not failing. Maybe you're not trying hard enough. Welcome to Ending Pending. It's a podcast, you see, and we discuss television shows that have only lasted for one single season. But before we get into any of that, I'm Andy, your host. I'm, uh... Wow, that was a big pause. I, I, I was trying to think of something funny that's relevant to this episode, but honestly, I cannot even. So, uh, I'm your not host, and I'm Evan. I'm what is basically becoming a chick track TV show. I'm Ronnie. (laughs) If you can't tell from that, we're currently covering the uh, single season of Heath Ledger's Roar from 1996. 
or I'm sorry, 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we dive, 1997 slash the year 2000. Apparently, I only recently realized this, but we're gonna get into that. But before we do, we're gonna talk about something that has nothing to do with this TV show, and that is, what's your favorite magical item? Ooh. Like from any genre of magical items? Yeah. Like what, what? what's one that you find very interesting or very fun? Because Roar has the Spear of Destiny, which can kind of let you like mind trick people. And uh, I thought that was a little bit shitty. Also has some kind of killy murder power. Yeah, it can kill immortals. Like Jesus. <laughs> he was an immortal. <laughs> but before we, you know, we're not getting into the Spear of Destiny and we're talking about just our favorite magic items though. Oh wow, that's a lot of. There's a lot of yeah. like genres. To there sure distill. are. I think, for some reason, this feels super basic, but things like the bag of holding really mm. jump out to me. And Hermione's bag. And Hermione's bag, and Mary Poppins' bag, and the Weasley's tent, like things that like, and the TARDIS, of course. I love are, the Weasley's tent. Yes, that scene is so good. Where like Harry steps through and is just like, I love magic. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like things that so clearly mean like it takes up this much of like a footprint on the earth. But in like some other realm, you have so much more expansion to go through, so many more doors and 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 passageways I, and Yeah. I think I would have the same look on my face as good old Danny Radcliffe when he mm-hmm. stepped through that tent. That is what Diane Duane would call a temporospatial claudication. Oh, wow. Love it. I love yeah. it. I'm getting that tattooed the, on my lower back. <laughs> in the, the Young Wizard series, which uh, gets uh, shit on for being a ripoff of Harry Potter a lot, even though it came out several years before Harry Potter, um, Young Wizard series is basically like science magic. It's a great series. I highly recommend it. What's your favorite magic item, babe? Oh, now I'm thinking about Young Wizards. Okay, um, I'll go if you're not ready. Uh, no, I actually have one. I'm going to say, uh, Dairene's laptop from the Young Wizard series. It's her wizard's manual, but it's a laptop and it becomes sentient. Ooh. Ooh. She calls it spot. Does it judge her for like her, her browsing history? (laughs) I mean, presumably. Um, can I have, can I have two? Can I do two? Of course you can, Andy. Yay, I get two. <laughs> You're so unique and need all of the all of the room to, to have all of the answers. So my my first one is uh from Dungeons and Dragons, and it's something that my uh, level two halfling warlock currently has. And it is a wine That's real granular. Yeah. It is a wineskin that refills itself. When it is kept overnight with a dead body. Oh. And it's so bizarre and weird and macabre. And I love it. I love it so very much. But yeah. like what a, what an odd magic item. And mm. my my second one is the um the the gnome uh lock pick. The, the picker from Taz. Oh, the nitpicker. Yes, the nitpicker <laughs> from the Adventure Zone. I love the nitpicker. <laughs> it picks locks and it also criticizes you about trivial things while it does it. It's a very good magic item. It's this little gnome and he gives you shit for having to need him. 
and mm-hmm. he picks locks for you. And he's it's great. very good. It's yeah, very it's a, good. It's a very good magic item. <laughs> when I say gnome, by the way, I don't mean the gnome species in Dungeons and Dragons. I mean like he's a garden gnome. Yeah, like a porcelain yeah. gnome that yes. comes to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but those are those are my two picks for favorite magic items. I love like the lore you could build around your wineskin of just like drunkards who just like slaughter people just because they need that that good good fix that good good wine and just like hang out. That's dark, Ronnie. It's dark, but like that. Why is it? Is am I dark? Because that's immediately where my mind went. I'm just like serial killers are just like. Mm, need, a, need a sip. Need I, a little good, good I, drip. I feel like it's easier to buy wine than kill a guy and then wait 12 hours. Yeah, but then what's the point of this great magic item that I stole and I, probably I, killed I, for? Personally, I pictured uh, like uh, uh, who, who owns a morgue? A mortician? A mortician. A yeah. mortician, not a morgue-tician. Yeah. But uh, I pictured like a mortician. Um, mm. That could be because we're watching Sabrina right now and Ambrose is all I think about 24-7. It's very but good. I, I pictured like a mortician using this wineskin. That's fair. That's yeah. probably. I mean, you if you also just live near a graveyard, how close does it have to be to the dead body? Um, I I'm not sure the rules so far. I've only think, used it once. I think if you just hang out at a graveyard, that's cheating a little bit. I feel like it's got to be a fresh. It's full body. of dead bodies. Nobody ever said fresh bodies. I think it's got to be fresh. If it's my world. I don't think you, fresh matters no? with this. Yeah. Huh. Just keep a skeleton around. You can use the same oh, body over and over. that would be smart if I just had like a skull. I should get well, a skull. I don't well, think a skull is a body. That's the thing. That. When does when does a when does a body stop being a body? You cut a head off a body. Is that is the body the body or is the head the body? I think the head's got to be the most important part. cutting bits off the body at one point. Right. Point Should I just take a rib cage? You think? Cut off a finger. Is that a body? Is that a? I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. a finger would count. Okay. Who knows Let's how magic say you've works? Got just though. a rib cage. Is that a body? Mm-hmm. You can make a whole other body out of it, right? From what if dust? I take one body and I grind it up real good and keep it in a <laughs> jar, and then just keep my wineskin next to the jar? See that's hello, Riza. If you're listening, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to try and cheat the system, Riza. I care too much about your story. See, that's how you're a good player. That's yeah. how you be a good player in D and D. That's how you be a good player in D and D, and that's how I be a good sociopath in life. What's What's this show about? <laughs> Who even knows? Guys, honestly. roar got real bad. It oh well. It was so good, and it got real bad. It, uh, some, some, yeah. Wh- some, yeah. If you were wondering up to this point why did Roar get canceled, and you haven't watched episodes seven and eight, there's your answer. Because holy fuck! Well, let's Honestly, let's hear a bit about seven and eight, and then yeah. we can. Hon- I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be really hard for me to distill this into a summary. Sure. I've sure. got Wikipedia in front of me, and Wikipedia has the version that, like, so skims over everything. Right. Like, they really get to the meat in, like, one sentence. But I so. got I gotta say, Evan, it's been a while since I've watched these two episodes of Roar. I am really leaning on your explanation to help me <laughs> under- to remember at all what happened. So, no okay. pressure, but... Uh, in my defense, also, uh, episode seven in particular was so like scattered and disjointed 
So the the framing device is Fergus telling a story to like a room full of children. Yeah. And it's the story. We don't know what timeline this is in. We don't know if we've entered like an alternate universe or something. But uh, it is Fergus telling a group of children of the story of uh, Connor finding the Spear of Destiny. It it does not really explain how they're just in this room and there's this spear and the room has this spooky big glowing cross in it. And Connor's just like, that's cool. And he just grabs this spear. And then suddenly, uh, like... All of the tribes are like, yeah, we'll follow this guy. This guy that's got the shiny spear. Ooh. And there's a lot of, like, hashtag discourse in the show about, like, this isn't right. They're only following you because of the spear. You're using it for evil. They, They keep saying that, like, throughout the show. And yet... It's a show, not tell type of a thing. Like, they keep telling us, like, the spear is bad. You shouldn't be using the spear to unify the tribes. You should just be doing it the old-fashioned way. But, um, like, yeah, Connor doesn't really do anything evil. He's just like, yo, I got this spear. You want to be part of my confederation of tribes? And everybody's like, yeah. At one Um, point, he forgets his father's sword in a tent. And Fergus is like, you've forgotten your father's sword and hands it back to him. Connor's like, oh, oh, yeah, thanks. And they frame that as, like, Connor's gone evil. But, like, bitch, I forget, like, my keys places. And, like, I need my, like, I need my keys. I've left my iPhone places. And, like, my iPhone's more important to me than a sword. It, it, it did not show evil Connor in the way that it was, like, meant to. Anywho, so uh, Longinus, you will recall the evil immortal, well, maybe arguably not quite evil at the point that I'm describing him, but uh, Longinus, the Roman, the immortal one who stabbed Jesus and is convinced that like he did a good and that he was playing some kind of important part in Christianity by doing the thing, he was like, I hear through the grapevine that somebody done got the spear of destiny, I gotta get it and use it to kill myself. And so, like, there's this, like, Connor's got it, and then, like, Longinus t- does, Connor loses it somehow. He put he gets rid of it, or Longinus, I forget. Caitlin and Fergus trick him, and they oh, okay. steal it. Okay, okay. So, yes, he loses possession of the spear, and suddenly all the tribes that he wooed into this confederation, like, go to war with him, and there's this bizarre road warrior scene where they all have like face paint and like post-apocalyptic bondage gear and there's like strobe lights and they're like battling in a swamp yeah they're it's a mosh pit basically and there's like there's like guitar riffs and they're like battling with the strobe lights it's really weird Mm -hmm. uh and then like we cut back to Longinus in this weird spooky cross room and he's like I'm gonna stab myself I'm gonna do it I'm gonna stab myself and die and we the viewers are like alright do it yeah do it punk and then Connor stops him and then he's like Longinus is like Connor's my arch nemesis now and also like fuck Jesus I guess 
and fuck Rome, and I'm just gonna devote literally all of my time and energy to being evil and killing Connor. This is my superhero origin story. You would have thought that stabbing Jesus would be my superhero origin story, but stabbing Jesus and then living for 500 years and then um, failing in my suicide attempt, that's my superhero origin story. So, uh, and then we cut back to Fergus telling the story to the children and everything's fine and then we do like kind of a weird retcon thing where it's like we're gonna reform the confederation of tribes and forget that whole strobe light guitar riff battle ever happened uh and everything's gonna go back to kind of the normal order of the show now which leads us to episode eight we just got to episode eight yeah oh so much happened uh yeah episode eight uh, the, remember the seven-year-old druid king who's the third best actor in the show? Yeah, that guy's like, hey, Connor, uh, you have to get married, cause druid law, um, you're gonna, I'm gonna arrange a marriage for you, cause, like, political marriage reasons, druids, and, uh, it's just, like, it's just a formality, like, you don't gotta bang this chick or whatever, it's just to, like, show solidarity with this tribe and give them a new druid leader and yada 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 so it turns out it's fergus's daughter uh, who we saw a month ago in the show's timeline and we get all of this uh fergus dad stuff again some more of that yeah there's a lot of that just fergus being like there's so ah! much of that and like fergus like i made a meme about how much i liked you and you're just like you, it's it's on me. Y'all warned me. Y'all try to talk me out of it, and Fergus is just garbage. I, yeah, it's we're just got more of this weird like I'm your dad. You can't be naked. Don't marry Connor. Uh, why don't you call me dad? Um, yeah, this whole thing, and then uh, Longinus murders the little baby druid king. Uh, and then he turns up as a spooky ghosty, and he, uh, sort of touches the forehead of a baby, indicating that the baby's gonna be the next druid king. I guess we're just out of druid king in the meantime. Uh, also, it's the, the, what was her name? Molly? Was it Molly? Yes. No. No? Fergus's daughter, uh, she's a, she's a druid now, that's why Connor had to marry her. She decided that she, she found another cult to follow. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm so glad she found a, a wholesome cult that's only trying to marry her off symbolically. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what happened in these two. Yeah, so Druid King is dead. Uh, Longinus is even. I mean, he was already the bad guy, but he's he's uh, more the bad guy. Now. He's more the bad guy now, um, and. Connor's not married. Fergus is a dad. Road Warrior happened. That's what happened. How many episodes are there? So I'm realizing this now. I think there are more episodes than I thought there were. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought maybe you were doing this on purpose because this episode, episode eight, is the last episode that was aired in 1997. Huh. So... I assumed you were doing an, an, a deliberate break here where we I, start with episode nine because that aired in 2000. There was a... Did it really? This is yeah. some good insight. And yeah. yes, I totally did this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> well, well planned. 
Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. We only watched two episodes this week on purpose. Yes. And honestly, good thing, right? Yeah, I don't know (laughs) if I could have watched the third. (laughs) Yeah, wow. I just, oof, oofa doofa. Okay. So Um, let's talk about things we like. Well, let's let first of all let's okay. let's get into the into the you know our, our overall feeling on on these two episodes of Heath Ledger's Roar, uh, Andy. Yeah, Ronnie. These two episodes of Roar did they work for you? They were very bad. They were they were not good. I'm they gonna take that as bad. no. Yeah, that that is a that is a hard a hard no. Um, it made me want to. Uh, wear like a crop top leather jerkin and scream on a mountain at the ocean. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's how bad We've all were. been there. Evan. Yes, Ronald. These two episodes of our good buddy Heath Ledger's Roar, uh, did they work for you? They did not. Sorry, Roar. Uh, I was, I was feeling it up to this point by and large, but, uh, Wow. No. Yeah, I could not. I was baffled. I was confused. Uh, I I was a little bit put off. I just don't know what was going on or how I was supposed to think or feel about any of this. And like, it was just so tonally inconsistent. Can't get behind it. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, hey Ron. yeah. How did you feel about these these two episodes here? These two. Two long, long episodes. I didn't love it. Gotta be honest with you. Did not love it. Um, one of the things I have in my notes is that, like, I don't really feel like this show is boring at any points. Like, you either, like, I either love it or, like, I passionately hate it. Um, and these episodes, I, I think I hated them. I think I just, it, it was it was not enjoyable. It wasn't boring. But uh, nope, these two episodes did they, not oh, work it, for me. Oh, it was certainly not boring. They are so bad in such an artistic way. Yes. Like, it is so, like, artfully mm-hmm. horrific. This is... It's this very is, deliberately bad. Right. Like, like, they tried so hard, mm-hmm. and it, it was bad. This is that good artisanal mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's... Uh, we can We can... Spend some time. This, this bespoke garbage. Yeah, yeah. We can spend some time going over what what worked for us about uh, about these two episodes. Floor's open. Let, let's get singing some positives. Singing Fergus. Out there. Yes. Singing Fergus is great. Yes. I in episode seven, uh, Fergus doesn't talk. He just sings. I don't think he has any speaking lines except to the children in the framing device. It is. Like, anytime he's actually speaking during the story, it's through song. And I Mm -hmm. love it. It's fucking good. It would have been fine if that had been a character trait established before right now and then not immediately forgotten about. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah, he doesn't sing ever again. Um, So it it is bizarre within the context of the larger mythology of Roar. But it added a really, like, a a fairy tale element to Mm -hmm. it. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was really, it, it felt mythic. Which would it, have it made cool. sense with, like, the the framing <clears throat> device that we were in. Of just, like, all of a sudden we are in what appears to be, like, a bottle episode. Like, it's just 
Fergus is telling a story that is in chrono- chronological order with the other stories that we know. Like, it, well, that it, was the other thing too that I thought was really weird is that, um, like, with Fergus telling the story, we don't know how much time has passed. Like, he speaks right. of Connor, like Connor isn't around anymore. Sure. sure. Like, he presents Connor as like this, um, like king of legend. Mm-hmm. That like, if these kids are just part of their village. You know, their little, like, heroic enclave, mm-hmm. then they would know who the fuck Connor is. Like, why doesn't he, like, use Connor's name? But he speaks of Connor like like this great prince that isn't around anymore. Right. Yeah, I think I think the, the framing device could have been really interesting to, in, in a couple of different ways. One way is to make Fergus, like, an unreliable narrator. Like, this really seems to be, like, the turning point in the show where Longinus goes from, like, kind of, like, casual... Uh, nemesis to like full Frenemies. on yeah like to full on like oh this person wants you dead or wants you to suffer like to have that told through the perspective of someone who's kind of like not in charge of it but kind of like on the sidelines and like yeah and then and then Connor was real mean to me and, and uh, he forgot his father's sword can you believe it like to have it told through that perspective would be really interesting the show doesn't really do that um Nah. The the other thing that would be interesting if if I, as soon as I heard Fergus singing, I was like, Josh, we, Josh, we didn't direct this. Is this going to be a musical episode? We are we gonna just is everyone going to be singing? Does Fergus want this to be a musical the whole time? And that's how he's telling the story. Which of course I would have been very into and would have been very weird. Um, <laughs> so like it would have gone with like what I like about this show. Neither of those things happened, but. Uh, Good potential, good good kind of uh, springboard for something that didn't happen. You know, t- taken by themselves, all the weird shit about this episode, I might not have hated. Um, like that, the road warrior scene. It's so bizarre. So yeah. So save bizarre. it for the bad. Save it for the bad. Save no, no, no. I I don't hate it. That's oh, what I okay. mean. Like by itself, like that really wasn't. You know, by the standards of, like, 90s TV shows, that was sort of an interesting scene and sort of an interesting way to sort of convey that tone. Um, it was almost like like a rock opera or something. Oh, yeah. It, it, there, a are... lot of this episode felt very Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm-hmm. Like, the the set where, Longin- where the spear was with, like, the weird crosses, like, felt like it could have been the set of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Honestly, I like watching episode seven made me want to see uh, like a rock opera version of the Norse Eddas, you know, like the 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 Viking end of days narrative, but as a rock opera. That'd be fucking rad. TM, 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 Yeah, TM, we, that's TM. our idea. Don't <laughs> steal that. TM. Um but yeah, that's that's what it made me think of. Like, and so in that way, I get like it was it was kind of evocative. Um, I just don't know that it was evoking quite the right ideas and feelings. Um, I, I will say they went for it. They really a hundred percent went for it. They chose an aesthetic and hold they on, committed on. to it. The name of the rock opera is going to be Ragnarok. 
Oh my god. Shit. Shit. Oh my god. TM. TM. Trademark. Ending pending. Musical. I scared the cat away. Right the rock. Yeah. You didn't scare the cat away. The cat is running to the patent office and make sure this idea doesn't get stolen. We are writing this shit. We're going to write a play and it's going to be called Ragnarok. Ronnie, Ronnie, you've got all the musical theater chops to make this happen. You know I'm on board. Yeah. You kidding me? Get our get our pals over at Tim Pan Diddly Dude uh, oh. to start working on this right this away. Is, this is a done deal. This will this will be all, all in New York by the end of the week. Um more more good things though that happened. Yep. All right. Diana was good in this episode. Like I like how when everything in like everyone in like the like thieves enclave like the the rogue enclave has like everything's become so serious diana has become like a bit of levity like pretty lighthearted. she she has some good lines of like at some point they like blame the romans for something in episode eight and she goes it's always the romans we've done some good things too you know <laughs> like and uh she's like dry hopping along on the horse and she's like you know, we could pave these roads, <laughs> like, because that's what the Romans did. Like, I, I, I love like this. Those Romans, they were real into roads. I love this Roman conquest that is strictly like focused on just infrastructure. Just like, oh, we could get a bridge there. We could get some roads paved. We could, uh, you know, get some, uh, do some real work on on the waterways and the aqueducts here, and make this a a much better place to live instead of just like you know. Killing with abandon. That's, um, that's the idea of Rome I like to have. The Spear of Destiny is an interesting prop. Whereas instead of looking just like a normal Roman like javelin, it it's like this big-ass space spear. Mm-hmm. Like it would not be out of place uh, like being carried by a Wookiee in Star Wars. Or sure. like... Uh, Jaraxel in the D and D novels could like use this thing. Like it's it's very fantastical and over the top, and I kind of dig it. I'm I'm happy that they just went for it. You know, I to be honest, like all of their important weapons seem to have a coat of chrome on them. Oh well, yeah, they it definitely look, has a hard aesthetic. They don't look like steel at all. Like. I think they really love this whole, like, face reflecting in the sword thing, like in Mulan. So. Yes. So. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to fault them for that. It's badass. Like I said in the first episode, they just went, like, whatever the fuck's cool, well, we'll just do it. Like, cover the swords in, like, auto paint, like, chrome. Yeah, just Fuck send them yeah. to the body shop and get them coated in chrome. Um, but yeah, all the swords are chrome, and also the Spear of Destiny is chromed. Like, they they were not subtle. I mean, I, I agree with you. Like, that's that's fine. You know, that's not the most jarring thing I've ever seen. They just really like those shiny, reflective weapons. The end of that episode is like, so this whole, as we've talked about, this whole episode is like a 90s music video. It's like a like a nine inch nails video the whole time with strobe lights and, and red, like fill film over the lights and stuff at the end of the episode, they literally hurl the spear that killed a God at God. Yeah. <laughs> and he catches it. And, he, and it was just like, this is the, 
wildest. Like that's what that's where I was like, this is unreliable narrator territory. None of this. Yeah, actually they, they just they throw the spear into the sky and right. like in a lightning strike. Yeah. Like like a portal like opens up and swallows the spear. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's very metal. I just have it to is like, ex- it is like a heavy metal music video. Yep. I don't know if the implication was that like the spear told Connor to do that, but the implication is that like without knowing that that's what he was supposed to do, he was just like, well, it was in God at one point, and just like. I'm gonna like like he's trying to kill the god like the Judeo Christian god in the sky. It like was kind because of badass, but kind of like a strange look. That's where the Judeo Christian god lives, just literally. Yeah, in the well, sky. you know, <laughs> um, he's a, he's a little far from Mount Olympus to kill all them. Uh, the, the Druid King still does a great job. I was gonna. I was just gonna. Yeah. That was gonna be my um segue. Uh, sorry. Um, the the Druid King, who's a presumably roughly seven-year-old child actor, is, like, the third best actor in this show. Mm-hmm. For sure. That kid is killing it. And I can't believe that they murdered him. I was like, did that kid have to go back to school? Is that why they... <laughs> is that why they killed that character? Who was, like, a fairly minimal side character. Like, he was only... All of his scenes probably could have been shot over, like, the course of a couple of days... Um, but like, yeah, they, they killed him off and I was like, oh no, we lost, we lost our third best actor in this show after Heath Ledger and the guy who plays Fergus. Yeah. And it, it was, I have some things to say about that in my negatives, but it was, it, it, it was powerful. Like it was, it was a a moment where like the whole, like he is so wise and and that doesn't stop, like, in the last moments of of the kid's life. Well, yeah, we were attached to that kid. Like, we, the yeah. audience, we, the audience, had really connected with that kid because he was good. He was engaging. Mm-hmm. It does seem like Fergus, like, kind of recognized his shitty behavior and apologized, uh, which is good. Negatively, he's still sexist and, and like, a bad father yeah, for most no, of that I- episode. So, like, I I don't want to give them, like, a full positive, like, oh, they, like, realized that this was a character flaw and had him grow. Like, he does recognize that his behavior is toxic and wrong. So I do want to mention that. Yeah, at least least she called him out. Like, at least she had lines. That too, yeah. yeah. Where she was like, "Um, actually, you're a shitty father, and what are you even talking about? Right. Yeah, I, I, so that's I, also positive. Fergus was definitely my problematic fave last episode. He, he, he no, he's he's not my fave anymore. He's not. He's just problematic. And and um, the the one thing that like I feel like was okay from him in these two episodes was like Connor says something which also wasn't great. Where he's like, uh, it's like him, Connor, and Molly, Fergus's biological daughter. Um, are going to go through a symbolic marriage and Connor says something about like, oh, well, you know, we'll something about them having children. It's like, oh, after the children, we'll name the children after you. And like Fergus has this moment of like, oh, that's nice. And then like you could see the wheels turning in his head and he doesn't say anything. It's like the one time this show like shows and doesn't tell. But like the internal monologue is like, 
wait, you need sex for children. (laughs) Just like that waved across his mind after Connor had left like five minutes ago. Um, But yeah, other than that, I don't know if if y'all have any more good things, but I I would, I'm okay with jumping in and just like tearing, tearing my good, good barbarian boy down. Yeah, I don't have, uh, I don't think I have any more good things. Um, no, let's talk about the shit. Yeah, so the whole B plot of episode eight, like the or no the A plot, like f- like um, Connor has to get married. Like basically the the plot of the Santa Claus too. Like if you want to be Santa <laughs> Claus, you need a missus. If you want to be king of the druids, you need a druid queen or whatever. It was just like. The most like, oh, and guess who it is? It's Molly. So Fergus gets to be more paternalistic and sexist. And it was just like, like we settled this. Like they had their moment. Like it's gone. Like let's leave this be. And meanwhile, like Tully and Caitlin or Catelyn are are like doing real stuff and getting stabbed and stuff. And and Longinus is there and and he's blinding people. And it's like that's that's where I want to be. That's where the action is. I just wanted it to stop like the entire t- like he has the audacity at one point in the episode to see like you could call me dad. And I was like, you I, I wrote in all caps. You do not get to tell her to call you dad. That's not you met her for like a week a month ago. That is that is <laughs> as close as you are. Like, that's not how any of this works. I don't think it was even a week. I think it was like a, a couple day days. Honestly. Oh, it made um, me so mad. So, Spear of Destiny episode. There's a lot going on there. Yup. Um, this show, yeah, there sure is. This show frames Christianity in a very like weird light. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I feel like it's trying to like have its cake and eat it too. Like it. It frames, um, like, the Celts as, like, being really intrigued by it. And, it like, it almost seems like Connor wants to get saved at one point, like, as he asks about, like, Jesus and stuff. And um, it frames Rome in, like, a really negative light, which I think is strange. Mm-hmm. Because if you're most people who are, like, framing Christianity in real light, in, in a really good light tend to like also frame Rome in a good light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. It is like whoever's writing it is very like pro Christian, but also right. really doesn't understand that much about Christianity. Yeah. Like there's well, some ju- there. <clears throat> Go ahead. It just feels very like fluffy at that point when the show hasn't really been that way. Like it's, it feels very evangelistic where yeah. it's like, Oh Jesus and stuff like that. And it's just kind of like, like whitewashes everything that is like surrounding it. And like, even like the fact that like all of these relics and all of these, you know, people who are, are connected with the crucifixion end up in like Ireland, like way (laughs) in the Western world, like this Western, that's like whitewashing this Westernization of it is just like very like Christian movie from the nineties. Like, What made me a little mad is they show the crucifixion, like, at length. Like, 
it's a good five six minute crucifixion scene of well, Jesus. Several. Well, they keep flashing back, yeah. so it's not technically several scenes, but there's several scenes with the crucifixion of Jesus in there. And I thought for sure they were going to give us the biblical, like the full biblical version, because the full biblical version gets bizarre. No, no movie that I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of Jesus getting crucified movies. Uh, for our listeners at home, I used to be a pastor, um, but. I was like, oh, they're going to show the zombies. They're going to show the ghosts. Because when Jesus got crucified, bodies came up out of the ground and started walking around, and then there were ghosts. And I thought they were going to show the earthquake and the hailstorm. I like, I thought they were going to go for it. Because this show has consistently, when given an opportunity between a normal version of something and a fucking bizarre version of something, it has choos- chosen the bizarre and so I was ready, and they didn't give me any of the weird shit. Oh, th- I mean, they're clearly not educated enough about Christianity to, like, dive into I feel into like the they might shit. have just... It's just in the Gospels. Like, you think they would have maybe skimmed it. That's worth, though. <laughs> no, like, everything they're, like... It, it's all very referential. Like, everything they're talking about is a very, like, surface level. They had historically accurate crosses. I mean, they did, yeah. They had the T-shaped yeah. cross. Um, they, they had to do some homework for this shit. Anyway, I'm just saying, uh, I wanted my like bizarre, spooky crucifixion that's actually in the Bible and not the, uh, the plane it's safe Mel Gibson, like torture yeah. porn version. <laughs> um, what um, else? Uh, I feel like they watched a lot of journey music videos for mm-hmm. episode seven uh, like specifically like Cherokee. Um, like there's a lot of like green screen character A's face imposed over character B, like doing something dramatic, like Longinus's face imposed over like Connor horseback riding or something like that. Like it, it's, it's no other episode of roar is shot or edited in the way no. that episode seven is. It's a completely different show. Yeah, it's such an outlier in every single way. They figured out how to do, like, color filters and were really into it. We're going to impose red over everything. Yup. Who wrote this? Jeffrey Levy. What the fuck were you thinking? Yeah, I looked up up their credits. It's not... I was hoping that they were, like... Oh, They directed a bunch of music videos, but... Jeffrey Levy directed episode seven and episode thirteen, so we're gonna get another. We're gonna get more of him. We're gonna get another Jeffrey Levy. Goes full circle. Thirteen is the very last episode, so I'm actually kind of psyched to see what this dude does with this like weird shit that he done stuck in there. I was gonna say I'm bummed that they're like wasting the side characters so much. Yes, Cat- exactly what I was gonna say. Catelyn kind of got a little... Okay, most shows do, like, a side character spotlight at some point. Most shows have an episode where they just, like, focus on something to do with, like, the supporting cast. Like, each supporting cast member kind of gets, if not their whole... their own whole episode, some kind of, like, important role or, like, hero moment or something... And Catelyn kind of got that with, like, that Lost Book of the Bible episode. Like, 
She was the one in the secret Christian cult, so she got more screen time in that episode. She was, like, the more important side character. But Tully has not got shit. Nothing. He's got, like, two lines in each episode, and he's just, like, sort of floating around in the background. He's there... got his cool whip, and that is it. Yeah. There is a, a child actor in the Spear of Destiny episode that is a bad child actor. In fact, in contrary to our uh, to our our baby druid king, uh, this one has like a dead horse that comes back to life, and they oh and, and shit, I remember that <laughs> they are they are a ba- they just do bad job. I could sit here and like read the lines that they say, but it's two lines that they say forty times in a row about. Oh look, my horse! It's alive! It's alive! My horse is alive! I'm a-. and it was just like it was bad. My that dad actor- gave me this horse. Yeah, that that actor got so many more lines than Tully in that episode, and Tully got stabbed that episode. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild how they're like just like deciding who gets to carry the story on this show. Mm. It's a very strange Mm-mm-mm. show. Very strange, very strange. Longinus is like less interesting to me now. There's no dichotomy there. There's no like balance. It's just like Longinus is evil and is is now like a a very tropey like Batman villain of like I don't want to kill you, but I want to you know so keep I, making your life miserable. Um, I really hate when Connor is like I should have killed him when I had a chance, and his is Molly his wife goes. Oh, but you can't have good without evil. And that's that's horseshit. Yep. That's not how yep. good works. You can absolutely have good without evil. That's the Sith but, argument. But Andy, but Andy, balance in the force. No, shut the fuck up. Like, you can have good without evil. You don't need evil for good to exist. You wouldn't then not know what good is because you've never experienced evil. That's fucking dumb. That is, that is a poor philosophical worldview. And it... it it holds no weight, and she's like, oh, well, if you had killed him, you would have been doing what he wanted. You would have been serving him. Who the fuck cares <laughs> if he wants to die and he's fucking evil and you kill him? You're not doing what he wants and somehow he's winning. No, he's fucking dead. He's lost. You've succeeded, guys. That's- your, your druid king is still alive now. Congrats. And, like, good job. You defeated the evil wizard who killed the Christ. And the Druid King, he's killed two fucking child gods from two different (laughs) religions. Fuck this dude. Kill him. Your argument is bullshit, Molly. Fuck you. Go back to hipster Jesus. If I if I can interject with if with with, from the movie Talladega Nights, Jesus was a grown man. He had a beard. uh... Uh, That that's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm I'm glad I let you say it because uh, you you really put some feeling into it. Oh, it made me um, so mad. Yeah, no, it was fucking stupid in, like, in episode seven where Longinus was like, please murder me. Please, 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 Kano, murder me. I, I was literally sitting there as we were watching it, like, why, like, why not kill him? What's... What's the downside here? He's the bad guy. You want him to be dead. And then in the very next episode, Connor was just like, oh, yeah, he was the bad guy. We want him to be dead. And I'm like, yeah, no fucking shit, Connor. 
What did you, what were you doing? Longinus was also like, he wasn't just annoyingly begging for Connor to kill him. He was sprawled out on the floor, like half naked, like writhing, like do it. Like Emperor Palpatine, do it. Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, Connor, you done fucked up. Yeah. You, you had your yeah. shot and you threw I'm, it away. I- I must say the fact that he was only half naked was very disappointing to me. He like prostrates himself in front of like the altar of the Spear of Destiny and like removes like the top half of his toga. And I was like, this show's going to get weird. And he, like he's clearly got pants on. It's like, you're, you're a coward. You're a coward, Lord. <laughs> Nobody if Longinus isn't going to get all the way naked, then what's the point of all of this? Nobody yeah. wore pants under togas. I'm just, just saying. Just That's writhing. not how togas worked. Just writhing like... Also, there's a long shot of him writhing. It is... Yeah. Uh, there's an edited video um, that was a meme for a while of Anakin, uh, like, crying in pain after Obi-Wan, like, cuts him real good. And uh, it's just Hayden Christensen doing the... <laughs> like, over and over again, just edited in a really ridiculous way. And it lasts for like a full minute of, <laughs> and that was Longinus, but for about four and a half minutes, just rolling, just rolling Are back and forth. Are you thinking of the part where like Connor found the Spear of Destiny at the beginning and he runs out of the castle, Longinus runs out of the castle and he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> there's that part too, where Longinus has a dream of Connor finding the spear and yells at the sky gods for a very <laughs> yeah. long time. He, just yells yeah. it, like, he tries to do his own Heath Ledger roar, and can I say, Di- uh, he doesn't. Diana get it. like he tries to it. talk to him, and he's just ignoring her and like just groaning at the sky. Uh, it's but, really long. But it's so uncomfortably long. After Longinus knocks Fergus out, and before Connor gets there, Longinus rolls around on the ground. <laughs> just uh, hating Christensen style uh, for about four and a half minutes until Connor gets there. And then he just keeps doing it, being like, kill me. Yeah, do it. <laughs> it's just, it's nuts. It's it's pure madness. It It's so frustrating because like the, the entire motivation of Longinus before all of this is... He wants to help Rome gain power because he thinks that Rome can help him find a way to end his life. Like, that is his motivation. And it's and that's interesting of, of a character who has so little left to lose that they're willing to do anything in order to try and end their own life. And, and it doesn't work, so they have, you know, they could take a lot of risks. And Especially, like, too, if they frame it that he's, like, not an inherently evil person, but he's, like, sure. helping Rome, which in this story is evil. Sure. And he's, like, doing it, like, out of desperation at this point. Like, that's right. compelling. Right. And the second that, like, the spear is gone, I feel like the motivation... He can ratchet up his emotions and ratchet up his character and, and things like that. But at this point, he's given up that motivation. And so now his motivation is just to make Connor his plaything. Like, it's just... it's It carries no weight at all. And and then everything he says is like loaded with this level of like reverence and very like hoity language that ju- doesn't really make any sense at all. Like he says something of like, "Oh, well, you you killed the father," and he says, "Oh, that's my lot in life." And it's like, well, 
by that language, you didn't kill the father the first time, you killed the son. Like, it just like, he, he tries to have these very grand over-the-top moments, and it's like, you just sound like an ass. You just sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, it made me very upset. It made me very upset. because, And then like, he says, like, Christ has betray- betrayed me. And it's just like, were you guys great pals before? <laughs> were, you, were you? You met him when he was getting crucified. How, like, right. how well did you get to know him? In the fiction of this show, you're the one who murdered him. So, like, like who betrayed who in this situation? I just it, it's has betrayed whomst. Right. Like it just it the entire like motivation for his character, the entire point of him being there, the entire like character that they developed so far just like melts away in the course of one episode. And it like really makes you think like, was this character really that important or really that uh powerful this whole time? The only other thing I have is that speaking of showing and not telling. There was so, so much unnecessary dialogue in the final scene of episode eight with like the wedding where they're kind of like, you know, talking and talking and talking and they telegraph so early that the father isn't there, that the baby Druid King isn't there. And it's like, okay, he's dead. Like he's going to die. Like it, it, that's what I was talking about. That moment of like us losing the father was very powerful, but it was totally cheapened by the fact that, like, it was telegraphed five minutes before it happened. Like, the idea of of Connor going through with this and Fergus kind of, like, giving some quiet, like, acceptance that this is happening and Molly being there and, and them kind of just looking at each other and then a sudden realization that, oh, wait, like, something important isn't here, cut right to the baby druid king getting killed would have been so much more powerful. And they just talk and talk shouldn't the father be here by now? It's like, I get it. Like, I already knew that that was the case. Like, you don't have to beat me over the head with it. It just, it totally cheapened that scene, and I was very upset about that. Ronnie, but no, I totally uh, agree with your point about um, the Druid King. And I, I, I think that uh, the the show doesn't seem to trust the audience to follow along with what's happening, so they feel like they have to tell everything. Right. It's like even even the character of the Druid King in itself is like speaking in very grand language that like the audience can understand, but it fits within the framework of, of the show of like this whiz, this wise child showing the way to all these adults who've just been screwing everything up. So you take that away and it's going to be even more exposition by these like adults who screw everything up just saying like, oh, so now Longinus is a real bad guy, huh? Yeah, I guess Rome is really evil. Like, it's just going to keep going like that. And, like, I hope I hope the new, that very much a baby Druid King grows up fast and is also right. a good actor so that we can, they can shoulder some of this <laughs> I hope they heavy, just use heavy the burden. Same kid. They did show Force Ghost Druid King, so maybe we'll get some more, like, ghost visits from him? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah, Force Ghost Druid King. <laughs> Jeffrey Levy's uh, website is a WordPress site, and he can't even yes. like he can't even fucking line up the images in a it's way. It's very bad. Like, oh, sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm distracted by Jeffrey Lee, but like he's he deserves yeah, he deserves you, this for having written right or having directed rather that that bizarre episode. Right. Also, his platforms his... have a what you see is what you get editor. There's no reason <laughs> you shouldn't be able to line up stuff. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, anyway, that's the show. Um, yeah. As a whole, let, let's say that as a, as a whole, uh, is is Rush still working? Uh, um, who's going first? I will. I'll go first, and I'm going to say yes. I still think Roar is working. I'm still holding out hope that this will turn itself around. Um, I, I I would still say that I enjoyed the first six episodes overall, even if I hated seven and eight. Evan, how you feeling? Yeah, I'm going to give it a barely yes. These two episodes definitely pushed it into uh, into dangerous territory as far as gaining my approval, but... Um, there's there's still there's still quite a bit to like about it overall so i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a pass thus far we'll see ronnie yes uh as a whole how are you feeling about this show it's still working um as i said kicking this whole thing off i i feel like i either love this show or hate this show and I feel like that's not something I've been able to say about a whole lot of the shows we've covered. A lot of the shows we've covered, I've just been kind of like, eh, this is this is really boring. This is really bland. Like, as much as I don't love the direction this show is going in, it seems like they're making some choices and, in my opinion, mishandling some characters um, and, you know, doling out a fair amount of sexism that is not cool. Um, but... As, aside from all that, they're taking some risks and taking some chances, and it's it's. It, I don't think it's better for it, but I respect the hell out of a show doing that, and I think they can turn it around. Um, easier to turn it ar- from, you know, whoa, that was crazy and really bad to to being good than to like, oh, that was boring. To bringing it back up to like, oh, that was exciting and good, you know. So we have high hopes. Um, I guess we'll watch, I don't know, I, I, I would really hate to stretch this into like a five episode run of Roar. Um, I guess we're the, watching five episodes next. Yeah, the alternative to that is to watch five episodes of this TV show that feels like it goes on forever. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. We really should have uh, spaced out our two-week uh, break to to, to to cover five episodes instead of two, but that was on me. That's on me. I'll take I'll take that. I'll take that one. Uh, we can also take Roar for doing uh, eight episodes in 1997 and then five in two, the year 2000. The year of our That's Lord, wild. 2000. They were that like, Y2K's that- coming, bitches. Like, let's pump out some Roar. <laughs> what yeah. what a thing to do with your final days all right so yeah we'll we'll get you chock full did a heath roar. ledger movie come out in 2000 that was really popular and they wanted to cash in on that shit that's my only guess let me see they had to have I filmed mean, them they had to have filmed them all at once yeah they, didn't they were get already filmed back. yeah but they they were yeah. like oh we got these unreleased heath ledger like gold mines here of roar oh you know what came out in 2000? Hmm. The the Patriot. Oh. Yeah, I could see that I could see that being exactly what happened. It's just people are going gaga over this very cute uh revolutionary soldier. Um and they want to cash in on it. Yeah, I guess they sold those unreleased episodes to like Sci-Fi Channel or something mm-hmm. for I, I did, 200 bucks an episode and then Sci-Fi ran them for a few weeks. And- I did see quite a few uh posters of 
the Patriots Heath Ledger in Roar. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so yeah, it must have been the Patriot. Yeah, let me let me let me look this up real quick because this might be something that we definitely yes okay. So I've I've seen that same poster that you were talking about, and it includes a link at the bottom to a website called HeathLedger.info. Um, I'm gonna need you 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 both to uh, to go to HeathLedger.info. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> And uh, and just give me a give me a load give me give me a feel on what you what you're seeing in front of you, Andy. It looks like you're going on on not, mobile. Not, I don't know that this site secure. has ever been mobile optimized. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! The, oh, they have to take this wow. down. This is disrespectful. This is so good. To his memory. No, it's not. No. This is so it's, good. It's very good. Look at how oh, dreamy that HTML though. Oh wow! Oh boy! The, the internet is, in the year two thousand was a dark and beautiful place. Three columns, Times New Roman. Uh huh. The the link, thing about the it is though. In blue. Wait, is he in Braveheart? <laughs> Fave movie. Oh, that's his favorite movie. Oh, these are facts about Heath Ledger. Yes. His favorite food is sushi. Uh, his nickname is Heathy. Uh, his birthday is oh four oh four seventy nine. His hometown is Perth, Australia. His profession is an actor. He's sure. 6'2 and 186 pounds. Uh, his hair color is brow. <laughs> <laughs> his career start is sweat, Lincoln blue. Um, his parents were divorced when he was 10. His favorite food, or I'm sorry, his fave food is sushi. And his fave movie is Braveheart. <laughs> Uh, and it's just oh, chock that full discography. of weird images. Of oh, look at that biography. There's an wow. American flag uh, next to the biography section, well, which is real like, bizarre. That's but, real bizarre because he's so, Australian. So the reason that they're doing that is because if you scroll down a little bit, that's that's in English. If you scroll down a little further, oh, they've got a whole biography in German. In German. <laughs> <laughs> How helpful. Okay, but they speak English in Australia also. <laughs> scroll down a second. Down, scroll down. Hang on a second. You search for additional infos about Heath? Question <laughs> mark. There are some excellent pages on the net. <laughs> this is. We need Ronnie. You gotta drop a link for this. Oh, oh this, will the, the, this will be dropped. Swatch by Casio is advertised at the bottom. Yeah. Watch Cassio Jiminy Crickets. Get Heath Ledger stuff at ebay.de. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. This oh, is... this is from a German site. Wow, okay. I want to see their Heath shit on eBay. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> oh, it just the... takes... Oh, no, it's in German. I'm going to Google Translate this real yeah, quick. Yeah, well, de is dot Deutschland. Right. So... I don't know how the fuck you knew that, but I'm impressed, babe. I took German in college. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you back then. Bekleidungonlineshop.de <laughs> It says... Kostenlose uh, Warenproben. <laughs> if you click that link, it just goes to another page on the website. Oh, cell phones. Order now what you always wanted from Heath. eBay has everything the Heath Ledger heart desires at the lowest prices. <laughs> Just, but just imagine that in German. <laughs> oh, so this is my new homepage. Gratis Hondis? Like, are they selling? I don't know. I don't know. Cell phone? 
I th- Hyundai Hyundai is a cell phone. I so I feel like we have to move on. I don't really want. I'm sorry. To, this yeah. is but, yeah. But this is a magical gift we are giving our listeners. Yeah. That this this uh, borderline like softcore porn Heath Ledger website. Somebody put a lot of work into this. Just that oh. look. Just that look in his face is very, very intense. Uh, all right. I think I want to talk about what show we're doing next. Oh. Um, so it is my pick to yeah. pick the show that we're doing next. Um, and we are transitioning from probably the oldest show that we've done. is 1997, dating back the furthest we've gone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're going to g- uh, come back a little bit. Uh, to the most recent show, because uh, I want to do a show that well, was on in 2018. I want to do, uh, you know, we just did Roar. Now I want to do Rise. Uh, Ooh, yeah. another R word. Another, another four letter R word. Yeah, it's uh, it's about a, uh, a working class town who has a, a high school and the drama program, the theater program that just captures everyone's hearts and minds. It does happen to be based on the high school that I went to and the theater program that I was a part of is the That's thing. That's so cool. Yeah, it's based on a book called uh, Drama High, which was written not about my class, the classes that came after mine, um, but it is about my school, my director, my program, my stage, and and uh, we're going we're gonna to go through it. It, it. it goes in some places. It, it tries to be pretty woke. I don't know that it quite mates cuts the mustard in every area um but at the end of the day it didn't get a second season which i am very disappointed about but we're gonna cover it now and uh and and i'll be a little little nerdy about it so that's awesome yeah. let's do it fun time let's do it let's do it so next week we'll have uh we'll have um another more so much more roar <laughs> um and then after that we will we will be on that rise train um, unless we do there. Dragon Age in between, unless we do Dragon Age in between. Speaking I want to do Dragon, Dragon Age, Age, you guys. Here, here, speaking of Dragon Age, wh- what about these reviews? The we, reviews did we get any emails? Funny. We didn't get any emails. Uh, I want all of our listeners right now to send us a picture of Spider Man. I want pictures. Send me pictures of Spider Man. I need these pictures of Spider Man. I want pictures of Heath Ledger, and I happen to know where you can get a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Would that uh, that source you have by any chance be um, HeathLedger.info? <laughs> I'm sure I'm glad da. they have that uh, that that bio in German. For... We have the good the, the pictures of Heath Ledger, the American I'm, actor. I'm that good uh, Heath Ledger. I don't. That remember. is I don't so. Remember. That is so much good Heath Ledger on thenet.com. We like the chocolates. And the automobiles and the Heath Ledger. Okay. And the, from the show Roar. <laughs> That's my German Y'all's accent. German accents are real bad. Uh, anyway. Sprechen die Deutsch. Sprechen sie. All right. Was ist los, meine Scheißen? What? Uh, I don't know. I'm just oh, yelling don't, German shit. Don't say that. Don't speak another language if you don't know what you're saying. Especially German. Believe, Goodness gracious. I, I believe that's how you say what's up with this shit, but I could be wrong. Okay, yeah, I would. I would. All right. Anywho. Um, now that we have alienated all of our sure. German listeners. And maybe maybe other listeners, too. Um, we've got three new 
reviews. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. How many? Three. Three? Three. And none of, none of them are from Cerny or Secret Cerny? <laughs> no, Cerny. Honestly, I'm disappointed that none of them are from Cerny. Cerny. <laughs> Where, where you at? Where you at this week? <laughs> He's given us so much, Ronald. I, he has I, given us so much. I need, I need, I need more. I'm a great, he, he, you know, he's given me an inch, and I'm gonna take all of the mile of you, I. You are, reviews. you are a slut for certain I reviews. Am, I am. I need it. Num, num, all right. Num, so, so we have, we have three reviews. Oh boy, I'm cuddling Evan. I'm so excited. Hit me. We're all right. Fireplace. So, so it seems like. Though there are no Cerny reviews, Cerny's kind of uh, a, a plan of attack has kind of grasped, grasped hold of the uh, the ending pending family. Um, we've got one review. It's a five-star review uh, by uh, Adam Andrew 3 The review is titled Awesomeness, and it, uh, it the, just the review simply says, Joe said I should do this. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, good, good feedback for us, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're making evangelizers out of Joe's in the Joe? world. Um, Joe Hines, maybe. Joe Hines, maybe. probably. Yeah, that's possible. Well done, Joe. Um, and and so I mean, you know, keep keep Fuck that yeah. keep that gratitude warm because the next one energy. is uh is, is titled "Totally Not Joe Using His Kid's Phone." Um, <laughs> that is. He, oh man! Oh, that is by Punkin zero zero four two. And uh, the review says, definitely not trying to be like Sir What's-His-Name. So, like, a little, you know, a little bit I'm of just, Mariah Carey's, like, I don't know yeah. him kind of thing going on. Like, Sir What's-His-Name? <laughs> I can't keep up. Sir, Sir Nia is an inspiration. I can't read suddenly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, those are two very good reviews. Those are good. I love them. But, uh, but I've saved the best for last. Um the uh, title of this one is definitely not Grim K Gel. Oh, um, that's that's their their username. The uh, the it's, title it's, is it's Grim Kel. Grim Kel. Grim Kel. Grim That is a, a character from a LARP. Oh, I don't know anyone who does that kind of thing. Um, the review is titled "This Podcast is Super Rad," and if if you would, I would like to just read it out. It's got sure, some length yeah, to it, yeah, but why not? To me. Uh, and I'll read it. Try to try to vi- read it in the voice of uh, of, of Grim Grim Gel Grim Cal. Grim Cal. Re- read it in your the in J your German accent. In my German in, accent. Yeah. Oh, I don't no, know if I can please. hold for the no, whole time. Please. No, I'm, please. I'm just gonna. So like, I got dragged because I couldn't figure out how to review podcasts, which is true. But I finally figured it out, and here I am. Evan can Hell see yeah. me. Evan can see me with Satan all he wants. You know I'd just hail him anyway. Seriously, though, you <laughs> folks are great. Hearing Evan, Andy, and Ronnie riff on Roar made me laugh so hard at the gym, I nearly dropped weights on myself. Don't I do l- that. That's not good. No, don't, don't do, do that. that. <laughs> We're like the opposite of a spotter, a spotter at the gym. We like yeah. you alive. Uh, anyway, now you guys can't call me out anymore. All my love, you are unearth earthing old things I forgot or finding new things for me to be interested in or just doing funny riffs on stuff I definitely won't ever watch parentheses in humans 
So yeah, don't ever watch Inhumans. We you did don't that have before. To. Hey, yeah, Bill we, left we, us a review. Remember so. how last time we uh, we, we we made fun of you, Bill on blast. Yeah. yeah, we love you, Bill. Any other friends you want to put on blast? Because apparently um, that works. I just want to sincerely thank everyone that has yeah. either left a review or harassed people to leave a review. Uh, it 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 really means a lot, and it, it helps uh, people find our podcast, which is great because we want more people to to find it and and give it a, a listen. So thank you for either stealing people's electronic devices and leaving reviews or encouraging slash harassing people to leave reviews. That's good shit, and we really appreciate it. So mm-hmm. thank you, everyone. Thank and you especially we get to do Dragon Age now! And especially Joe and Bill, who left reviews this week. Thank you. Uh, it, it means a lot, and we appreciate it. Yep. And, and we at, do get to do Dragon Age now. We do get now. to do Dragon Age now. It's a technicality, but I'll take it. It's not a technicality. Yeah. That was 15 reviews, wasn't Yay. it? Yay! Are we at 15? Yeah, That's what we said? Three of them were from Sir Nee, and two of them were from Joe. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. That's no, fine. that's still great. That's still reviews. Although so, we are we are over the total. We only need two more. We got three more. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so sometime within uh, the next little bit, we're going to get drunk as fuck again like we did for Smallville, and we are going to review Felicia Day's uh, live-action Dragon Age web series. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about an hour in in total length. So if you want to get drunk as shit and watch it too, uh, go for it. But it's worth your time. It's worth an hour of your time. We're we're gonna uh, do this. Um, I think Ronnie knows nothing about Dragon Age lore, right? Uh, nothing other than what y'all have cosplayed. That is that is the okay. extent <laughs> of my Dragon I, Age knowledge. We're gonna get so deep into this, Ronnie. I I know about uh, a spoonsful in uh, in Hebrew class. Uh, we would specify this that I know enough to be dangerous. I know I know enough to to get something uh, critical wrong. We're gonna have and Kim. We're I would bring in Kim as a guest. Also, Kim knows probably more about Dragon Age than even I do, and I know a lot. I was about to say Evan is at expert level, and Kim is at about god level of mm. Dragon Age lore. So, mm-hmm. um, this is going to be uh, a hoot as Ronnie and I are going to get things wrong, and Kim and Evan will get things right, and we're all going to be drunk. Yeah, and unlike uh, last time with Smallville, uh, I, I'm encouraging uh, Ronnie and Andy, the non-presenters, the non-hosts, to watch it this time and give their input, because it's yeah. a very short, it's a very small time commitment. I appreciate you knowing that I'll be wrong about things, because knowing absolutely nothing, but still being a cis white male, I'm going to put my two cents in and, and say <laughs> things that I, that I know nothing about. Um, so well, good. like the, 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 the dragon age lore is, is, uh, very, very extensive and wide. Mm-hmm. So, um, it'll be easy for you and I to make mistakes, Ronnie. Yeah. Especially with the fact that we will be drunk. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, this is going to be an adventure and, uh, please keep leaving a review, review, reviews, please keep leaving reviews. Uh, if you have to keep stealing uh, electronic devices from your loved ones to leave reviews, I'm all for that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to, you can uh, mail us those devices, yeah. and we'll start like a Fagin gang yeah. with our with our listener base, stealing their loved ones' electronics, leaving reviews, and then mailing them to us. And here's the thing. Even if you are in the habit of, of, uh, of, of stealing devices that are not belonging to your loved ones, you just steal things in general— 
Uh, before you take that phone to the pawn shop, why don't you hop on their podcast app and just uh, leave a quick review from that phone? Yeah, yeah. Uh, coffee shops. People just leave their laptops everywhere. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. want to take them and leave us reviews, and if you want to pawn the laptop, you can do that, or you yeah. can mail it to us. We'll give you a shout-out if you they th- send us the laptop. They think just because they set up their laptop in the good corner of, of the coffee shop and then went up for their for their latte, that that is space is theirs. It is not. That is that is community space. Hop on there and, and send us a review. If you are a cop, you have to tell us. If you're you listening to us. this and you're a cop, you have to. You have to tell us. You have to That's tell the us. the law. You have to. In fact, if you're a cop, you should you should stop listening right now. You, you, sh, sh, sh. Okay, all the cops are gone. But all do, the cops have stopped. But do leave all, a... But leave a review before you stop listening. Cops. Okay, okay, wait, wait. Yeah, if you're a cop, keep listening. If you're uh, a this cop, this was all a joke. If you're a cop, keep listening. This was all a joke. And if you're uh, now, you have to go away. You have to turn the podcast go, off. Now, if now go cop, leave the review. Right now. Turn the podcast off. Yeah, go leave a review. Off, Come back review. in ten and minutes. Go right now. Okay, okay. All the cops are gone. That wasn't a joke. If you're gonna, if you're gonna steal people's laptops, <laughs> leave us reviews and then send us the laptops. No more cops are listening. You're safe. We're safe. If they were a cop, they had to stop. They had to stop listening. So we're good. This is called it wasn't safe a harbor. Joke. It wasn't a joke. This is a safe harbor. You steal those motherfucking laptops. You steal them and you leave us some goddamn fucking iTunes reviews and then you mail them to us. All right, you give us those laptops. We fucking earned them. All right, it's time to go. It's time for us to go. It's time for this show to be done. Or, or, or you can pawn them. You're allowed to pawn so, them and, right. s- and the money. Bye.